This is Kanzen Shu, the podcast, episode 340 for the week of August 4th, 2013. What up, hey, us? Welcome to Kanzen Shu. The podcast. An extension of the all encompassing Dragon Ball fansite. Kanzen Shu. That's right, dude. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining back in your ears. It is wonderful. Trust me, it is amazingly wonderful to be back into the swing of things. My name is Mike Vegito, E to the X, and joining me first time in a while. So I was rocking some episodes with Julian for a bit. Heath, Mr. Hujio, sir, welcome back. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been a, a little bit of an absence. Yeah, but you've been plugging away at stuff. I remember talking with Julian going, man, we're working on this. I don't know what Heath is doing, but I know we've caught up recently. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, some of the site stuff we got going on, but we got news. This is kind of one of our catch-up episodes because it's been two weeks. Although, man, isn't this weird? It's been two, about three weeks since we've done a podcast episode, and it's a really huge year for Dragon Ball, but it's kind of been slow news these last couple of weeks. I'm not going to complain, really. No, nah, man, I'm cool with it. <laughs> it was very I helpful mean, to me. I think it came at the perfect time to have a little bit of a lull yeah. because a lot of us have been really busy and we are thankful when this happened oh, because then we don't have to put other you. things on hold. Thank you, Dende. You're yes. doing your job, doing something up there. So, uh, yeah, we're going to catch up on news. Uh, what news stories there are, a couple of them are kind of significant, uh, especially the first one we're going to kick off with, uh, which kind of ties into what Julian and I talked about last episode here on the show. Uh, so we're going to have fun with that and we'll just kind of poke things around a bit and see what we got going on so let's just jump into it man let's do some news let's do it All right, so Heath, we posted the last episode of the show, 339, the podcast here, myself and Julian, on July 15th, and then we took a little extra time. You were working on this news update the next day, right as Jocko the Galactic Patrolman was launching. We kind of got what was basically as much of a confirmation as we're going to get, I think, until something within the series itself literally confirms it, right? Yeah, that's my sentiments. I don't think we're going to find out. Until almost the very end, mm-hmm. unless Toriyama pulls one of his famous, oh, by the way. So, right. so tell me what's going on with Jocko here. But Shueisha on their website in promotion of Weekly Shonen Jump and Jocko, you know, kicking off, they posted all sorts of things that a lot of us had thought, you know, this seems a little strange. And they basically said, you know what, we're going to remove the veil and just straight up tell you guys there is some sort of tie-in with Dragon Ball. There's there's two quotes here. One is kind of like something we've sort of been seeing, and then the last one is just, yep, here it is. Yeah. So we have the whole world's long-awaited return of a legend is here. And, and so Densetsu here is there in Japanese quotes. In quotes. So, so legend. It's, it's a nice hint because legend is used very frequently with Dragon Ball. But then they decided, you know what? <laughs> Screw this of us dancing around. We're just going to say the shocking revival of Dragon Ball. It's here. (laughs) Okay, then. Oh, all right. If you say so. Um, What word for revival did they use here? Was it Fukatsu? They used uh, Yomigairu. Oh, okay. Which is like to be resurrected, to be revived. Oh, okay. So we used like the resurrection of Dragon Ball. Now, um, 
because I remember some people were talking about this and I said, think back when the comes in bond were first not even announced. I think we have this picture up in the rumor guide. Actually, you can check it out. Uh, it was was it, it was like the side split advertisement. It was Tochio the Angel, I think Toriyama's little kids story thing. And then the other side was the revival of Dragon Ball. Fukatsu is the, the term they use there. What does that mean? So I, I think you have to think back to that time, right before they literally said, oh, it's going to be a re-release of the manga. They've used words like this, not in the sense of we're rebooting the series. It's going to be a grand new series. I think you have to right. scale back the expectation to, okay, this is going to be a little tie in and it's going to be cool. But hold on, basically. Yeah, it's even um, a couple websites I noted in the our update had posted what seems to be some sort of, I don't know, advertisement that Shueisha must have given them because I saw it on a couple websites. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's actually, you know, they talk about Jocko, the Galactic Patrolman, how it's the first new series of his in 13 years, mm-hmm. which basically they're not counting one shots they're considering this an actual series with yeah, multiple chapters. I, I kind of took issue with that because even if you yeah. count one shots, like was Nekomajin a series of one shots? I don't know because at least Z was five consecutive chapters. And right. Got I mean, you could debate chapters. that it is or right. that it isn't because they all, all kind of tie purposes, in. Long form series. Okay. Right. So basically the shocking revival of Dragon Ball. And then in celebration of the 45th anniversary of Weekly Shonen Jump, the superstar returns mm-hmm. so again pretty much the same thing but it seems that they're really reiterating that dragon ball is back in some form within jocko um and that's what we know as this episode is coming out a podcast episode chapter four of jocko is going to be coming out and at this point there's nothing in the story itself that directly says or heavily implies this is the dragon world so i think like the advertisement material kind of urges us to do. Hold on, we're getting there, but something cool is coming. Mm-hmm. Huh. All right, then. So it was interesting because it was a nice find, but it also kind of takes away from the not knowing and just reading every chapter. Like, is it going to be in this one? Is it going to be in this one? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've seen a lot of instances like that. Uh, Mary and I are getting ready to finish up our rewatch of Buffy and Angel right now. So I was just kind of rereading up on advertising materials and stories from the time. And I mean, if you've never seen it, I'm going to spoil a little something, whatever. But uh, the character of Spike jumped from Buffy to Angel for Angel's last season. Angel went one season longer past everything else. And I think the story at the time was um, they really wanted to hold back the fact that he was coming on to join the show as a regular as a secret. But the network was like, we're going to use this to promote it because this is amazing promotional material. I think Shueisha is in the same boat where it's like, we got to promote the hell out of it. There's a tie to Dragon Ball. That's kind of right. one of the biggest points here. Well, and if they want to get more people to actually buy the magazine just yeah. to read it because of Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some people that are fans of Dragon Ball that aren't necessarily fans of Toriyama himself. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. you, you kind of want to touch all your bases and make sure you can pull in as many people as possible. Yeah, you know, it was uh, our, our buddy Kenny Sue 3000 I think I saw him post this on the forum. Uh, one of our music superstar fans, documentation fans, love his work. Uh, he was saying usually he doesn't like this kind of side story, kind of really forcing things in, but he's having a really good time with Jocko so far. And mm-hmm. I think that's where I fall as well. Uh, these kind of external side-ish stories to Dragon Ball I don't necessarily love 
talking about Dragon Ball SD, talking about Victory Mission. But Jocko, so far, it, it really feels like kind of a classic Toriyama story. Just it, it could be anything that Toriyama writes. And the fact that it's apparently going to tie in with Dragon Ball in some capacity, I think that helps. I'm enjoying it. I'm going to laugh when it's just like Goku shows up in the last panel. He's like, hey, <laughs> that's <laughs> like it. The end. <laughs> Uh, there have been a lot of theories floating around. I think we'll overall hold back on Jocko, like I was saying earlier, uh, mm-hmm. until it wraps up and we'll do a, a big feature look back on it. But um, what are some of the theories you've seen people tossing out there and of your own that you think are, are pretty good? I've heard the uh, Dr. Garrow one. Yeah. Yep. That's been going around. I'm I'm not fully into that one. I'm not either. Uh, for other reasons, but yep. I've seen it a lot. I really like the theory of we're building up to the beginning of Dragon Ball, and this is all like a precursor. Right. Well, be- beginning of Dragon Ball, almost being pre-Dragon Ball, where the yeah. alien threat is Kakarot coming to Earth. Exactly. Hmm. So I really like that one because I think that would be an interesting, almost origin story that we've never really had. Yeah. You yeah. know? I mean, we know about it. We know it happened. But to have all this other stuff with it is really kind of neat. Be kind of like the Bardock special in that regard, where it's, you know, mm-hmm. how that started. Goku landed and was found by Gohan, but then you got this story of how that kind of led up to it. This is almost like the, the same kind of thing, the story leading up to it, except on Earth as opposed to on planet Vegeta. So could this be taking place at the same time as the Bardock special? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> There's a product placement tie in for you. Man. So, I don't know. Yeah, like technically, that. they would be pretty much at the same time well, this is because they pass each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think about the idea of Jocko is Ginyu's original body? <laughs> <laughs> I have heard that one. Um, that, I think, would be really funny. Um, but he but I think you'd also, Ginyu, in, so. at some point, Toriyama would have to point out that that's what is happening. And you'd almost have to see Ginyu's body as we see it in the series for it to really make much sense. Yeah. Because, I, don't know I mean. About this. He goes by Ginyu throughout the entire series that we see. Now, all of a sudden, here's a character named Jocko. He's just going to change his name because he starts stealing people's bodies. Right. I don't know yeah. about that, but I thought it was cute. Yeah. <laughs> no, there are a lot of good ideas, and that's one thing that we really like. I mean, it adds a lot of discussion to the forum. It makes people think. Yeah. Even if you're wrong, or it turns out that you're wrong, I mean, you're right. still thinking. Totally. You're throwing ideas out. You're making discussion. And that's what we like to see. We always like it when Toriyama keeps us on our toes. So Right. All right. I, I think we'll wrap up, Chaco, there. You got anything else to say before we uh, move on here? No, I'm just, I'm I'm with you. I am enjoying reading each chapter as it comes out in the uh, English version yep. of Shonen Jump. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's nice to have a regular series from Toriyama that you can just sit down and follow. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that we're not analyzing it really until the very end, because it, it, sometimes that does take a little bit out of it. It does. Me. You know, when it's only 15 pages, like, you got to give some extra material there. Um, right. Just before we do move on, you noted, yeah, we're checking it out every week, and this is uh, Weekly Shonen Jump, 99 cents, or buy a whole year. Uh, I do want to note that they have expanded. They're in, like, Australia now and some other countries, so it's not just... North America, I do implore people, if you were checking out Jocko, please buy it and please support it. That's the best way to do it right now. So do that. 
All right, Heath, we got video game news to cover. A lot We've of it's, got a bunch of it. Yeah, some of it's kind of interesting. A lot of it's kind of like, here's this and here's this. This is one of the bigger ones, I suppose. We got uh, hints of this from a teaser site that Namco Bandai put up. And then finally, the official site was unveiled. This is J-Legend Retsudan. Uh, legend is kana of our word legend, so it's not like J-Densetsu. Um, so this is something like uh, J or Jump Legend Biography or history mm-hmm. uh, I was talking with Julian about it. I'm like how do you want to translate Retsudan and he's like well here's what all the different meanings are and in the context of this I'm like god damn it just give me a word what do you want me to write so I went with both I went with biography and history I think a lot of sites out there went with biography um, but it's more of this like all-encompassing retrospective look back kind of meaning so the the history thing comes in there Japanese it's funny so this is going to be a compilation in Japan on the Nintendo 3DS of older jump based games and the reason why we're posting this up on Dragon Ball site is well Shinron no Nazo or the mystery of Shenlong the first game on the Nintendo Famicom is included here if Woo-hoo. you live in North America perhaps you remember this game as a slightly altered Dragon Power on the Dragon Nintendo Power Entertainment System yes 19 I love how they changed the characters and oh the, the cover art's hysterical it's just oh, like this American karate dude with a white headband it's awesome it has absolutely nothing to do with Dragon Ball <laughs> but he's still called Goku in the game whatever and Bulma is Nora and there's all those other changes yeah. The panties turn into toast. Is that what it was? Yeah, uh, there are a lot of changes. I remember it was back when I was living in the apartment, uh, Jeff and I sat down and played through the, well, not through the game, but I think up through Oolong one day. We're just like, oh my God. Because we were doing the manga review of awesomeness. It's like, hey, let's check out the, the early portion over in this change game. That'll be fun. Uh, so yeah, uh, Shenron game's going to be included here. Um, Hooray! Yay! This seems like the one game that they've decided we can include this as oh, extras God. and in multiple catalogs for some reason. Yeah, I did note here uh, this game was included on Dragon Ball DS2 Red. Whoa, what was the full name of the game? Was it Moeru? Was that the name of the game? No, it was Charge. Mm-hmm. Charge. Red Ribbon Army. Um, that was back in 2010. We got that as Dragon Ball Origins 2 without the game included. They did not even include Dragon Power on there. Uh, so yeah, like you said, this game is getting tossed in every so often. I hope some other Dragon Ball games get included. This is the one they seem to want to promote a lot. What other early Dragon Ball games do you think would be a good inclusion? Now, I will note here that we have some other games included. One is a Super Famicom game, so it looks like they will dip up that far. So Ooh, of the Famicom and Super Famicom uh, generation of games, knowing that this seems to be more of an older look back at stuff, what do you think would be a good inclusion? I don't know. Because there are a lot of games for the NES. There are. A lot of them are the card ones. Pretty forgettable. Yeah. Well, and I think that's part of the problem. Maybe that's why they keep including. Yeah, it was a... Uh action game. Uh, I think Gaiden, Saijin, Setsumetsu, Kekaku be an interesting inclusion, but I don't know. They could. Um, I think maybe the first Super Butoden, which we'll also be talking about shortly, could be That's what I was kind of thinking. But They could do any of those, really. Yeah. Uh, I think one or two would probably be the best to yeah. get the, the really good Well, yeah, if they're it. doing this as a legend history sort of thing. Mm. Um, Hyper Dimension, yeah. obviously one of folks' favorite games, but I don't know if that's too late. I mean, we're talking like, basically we're into the now, PS1 Now, is Hyper Dimension really one of people's favorite games, or do people just really like the sprites? 
<laughs> See, that's a great observation, sir. Yeah, that's always been my question because ever since the beginning <laughs> of time, since people have posted animated yep. gifs up, it's like, um, I love how you went from gif to gifs there. By the way, I know I I had to think about it Just because you know everything change, everything changes. Yep. That's what happens. The gifs, gifs. Um, <laughs> You know, it was always hyperdimension. You'd see those all over the place. People's right. avatars, everything. Ever since, basically, Dragon Ball came to the United States in 95. I mean, right. And emulation was already possible at that time, yep. so people discovered it. Yeah, I've gone on record many times here on the show and said, I think hyperdimension's a little overrated for what it is. Go back and play it. It's pretty slow. still kind of clunky. But, but the graphics are awesome. But it's pretty. So yeah, this is due out at some point in the future. We don't know. We don't have a date, a price, anything like that. Um, this year does mark the 45th anniversary of Weekly Shonen Jump, so that's why you're seeing a lot of this kind of stuff. The 50th will obviously probably balls to the wall in a couple of years, but this is what we got leading up. Uh, again, we have to note, 3DS is region locked. You'll need a Japanese 3DS to play the game. Unfortunately. Now, Heath, um, we have one story that I posted up last week and one that I literally just posted two minutes before we started recording. This is not really interesting, but uh, we did talk recently on the show that Dragon Ball Z for Connect hit Xbox Live games on demand. Uh, well, now Budokai HD Collection and Ultimate Tenka Ichi are up there as well. It costs you 35 bucks, and uh, you can just download them to your 360. Uh, yeah, 3.6 gigs. Wow. Three, yeah, 3.6 on, what was that? Budokai? Uh, Budokai. And then it's like five and almost six for yeah, Ultimate Almost Tenkeji. six. Yeah, Ultimate Technology is a pretty big game for what it is. So Yeah, in comparison, the graphics are probably much, much better. Yep. So there you go. You can download those if you want. Uh, if you have jumped all into the all digital feature, you can do that. We're all going to get there someday. We will. We will. Microsoft wanted us to go there sooner than I think the rest of us did, but they're offering us that uh, sweet, sweet digital future if we will just succumb to their wishes. Mm-hmm. Um, Heath, tell me about J-Stars. J-Stars, Victory Versus for the PS3 and Vita. Uh, we finally got a first promotional video. I think we've been waiting for this for quite some time actually yeah we we've, have we've known about the characters there's been a website been advertisements and screenshots all over the place right there's a commercial and i i saw a lot of people saying oh this is the second video and we do want to note that japan is very clear about the way that they differentiate things there yes. are cms commercials and there are pvs which are promotional videos cms commercials are exactly what you think they are they're usually narrated 30 second spots for tv sometimes 15 or even seconds. 15 right um promotional videos are usually longer form don't have a set time to conform to a lot of times back in the budokai days and even into the sparking era um they had narration even from characters there's some great masako nozawa as goku um sometimes some interjections from vegeta narrated videos this one was different this is just music yeah i was actually i was very surprised when i watched it that there was no dialogue at all so do you think this game is still really early i kind of have a feeling yeah. That may be where we are because it almost tells me no one's actually coming in recorded lines. We've just, we, we have play footage mm-hmm. of somebody testing the game. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. We might be a little bit off on this, but at the same time, it doesn't take these professional voice actors very long to come in and do their lines. I so. love those stories from 
the uh, convention, them talking about recording the yeah. the game stuff. It's great. So yeah, we, we saw all the characters they've announced so far, all the moves that they've announced so far. That's why our write-up doesn't have any real information, because we've already covered everything. This was just seeing it in motion. Yeah. You want to see a video? Here it is. That's about it. But to be honest, I mean, it was a good video. The gameplay looks very good, pretty smooth. A lot of the attacks that all the characters are known for, we saw, so... Gintoki had the Kamehameha there, which is fun. <laughs> yes. I guess that was in the series. I, I haven't read her to watch it, so that's fun. Gintoki cracks me up. So um, after I watched this, I decided, oh, you know what? Let me pop in Battle Stadium. So I put in D.O.N. And uh, that's a video game. It is. <laughs> that's about all I can say. You know, it's, I, it's I, a thing. I still never unlocked Cell and Boo in that game. <laughs> You got to the point where you're just like, oh, I'm, I'm oh, done man, with this. I hit a point where I'm just like, forget this game. I'm, it was that slot machine. I totally forgot about the slot machine at the end of um, all the, when you go through the arcade and the story mode stuff, you get the little coins it's and you do the slot machine. One of those games that just has such diminishing returns <sighs> that it's not worth it. And the narrator, who is clearly a native English speaker and is enunciating all these Japanese things and putting the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. Lobble. Oh my god. Ugh. Makes Naruto. you cringe. God. Ugh. Just want to punch the TV. So yeah, we're getting a follow-up to D.O.N. sort of kind of. Yeah. Um, so I guess moving on. Yeah. Dragon Ball Heroes Ultimate Mission. It uh, is continuing to kick ass and take names. Sort of, kind of. It's yeah. uh, doing okay, but now it's I, I would... S- I'm going to say kick ass and take names because the fact that it's even still on there. I know, right? It's like, kicked every other Dragon Ball game's ass anyway. Sorta, <laughs> sorta. Let, let's qualify that because, no, again. I'm saying in longevity. Yes, How about that? longevity. Staying on the charts this long, even at those lower numbers, it still did not even remotely hit some of the sales of the console games. But it, I got to mm-hmm. go back and compare it to previous handheld games. I know there are I was going to say, I always hate comparing handheld games to console games because it doesn't they always sell different they're and almost sometimes to two different markets you know what I, i'm actually surprised because the ds and the 3ds penetration in japan is so big but then again the console sales have always been really good in europe and north america so it's so hard right. to compare domestic and international sales of all these games but like you're saying this game hung in there basically for 21 weeks there was a week in there that it was not on either the media create or the famitsu sales list um and that did happen again this last week it's 22nd week was not on either of the charts it had been holding in there we do know at this point it has sold over 232,000 copies which is pretty damn good for a dragon ball portable video game Considering what we've seen before, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, those games fall off after two weeks. You're yeah. lucky to see them on the chart for a third week. So I'll keep up on it. We'll see if it pops up again uh, this week. I, I really don't anticipate anything. Do you think we'll see anything when Battle of Gods hits home video in September? You think we'll see like randomly spike up again? It might. Or by that point, I, even the spike would probably be too Yeah, I think at that us. point, it's just going to be a little too long for it to really make much of a difference. Yeah. I mean, you never know. I've I've been surprised for almost 20 weeks, so... (laughs) Well, we are, I don't want to say almost halfway through a year of this game being out. Not quite. Do you think we're pretty much guaranteed a sequel 
to this game? At this point, yeah, I do. I think they know what's happening and they're going to be all over this. So they would pick up with Galaxy Mission 5. We're up to, what, like 9 now? 9, I think. 10, 11, 12? I don't even know. I kind of lost track of it. It changes every couple months. It does. And there's a couple months where it's like back to back, one to one, you you get Mm -hmm. new releases and like, oh my God, what just happened? Or you get a bunch of new characters within each mission over time. Right. Is that enough extra material? Because I kind of envisioned... Even as the game was coming out, I thought they would do kind of uh, Ultimate Mission Plus, like a version 1.5, because I don't know that there's enough material to justify calling it a second game, but they can Well, it would depend on how long they wait, Yeah, too. I mean, if they hold off until, not this Christmas, but, you know, like December of 2014. I think that's too far. I think they'd miss their chance by then. Exactly. When did That's what I'm saying. As far as having enough material, they would have to wait a while, but at the same point, kind of want to strike while the iron's hot. Yeah, the game came out this past February, so I think um, if we're going to see... They might shoot for, you know, a year and just... For next February. It's usually a year in between games when they do sequels. So mm-hmm. I think uh, we'll we'll hear about something maybe the very end of this year if they're going to Like do a it. November-ish. Right. Well, that gets into predictions. So we'll, we'll hold on to that stuff. Um, we have one more news story to talk about, and it's video game related. But this is so super fun. I'm incredibly excited for the first Super Butoden to be thrust upon Arinosan on the next episode of Game Center CX. Yes. So This is going to be good. awesome. How many uh, episodes or just the, the world of Game Center CX Retro Game Master? Uh, how familiar are you, Heath? I'm not super familiar, but once I saw this, I did a little bit of research. Uh-huh. So, yeah, go on YouTube. <laughs> it's out there. Uh, it's Ko- there. Kotaku had been digitally releasing some episodes over here, and there is uh, a DVD set that was released recently as well, so you can check out. I-, I don't think it includes every single bit that was in the original Japanese episodes, but it's pretty no. close. It- it's a good release. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, um, I know Adamant wrote up some um, some stuff on the forum that you can check out as well. Basically, Arino, um, he's just an older dude, and he gets... Um, given games to beat and he has to sit there until he does have fun and usually it's what they call shit game i don't say usually but um basically sometimes sometimes yeah shit games which which makes it more fun sometimes right but not always uh and this is going to be dragon ball's second appearance back on episode 70 we were just talking about this general nonazo the mystery of shenlong arino did uh sit down and play the game i believe he made it to the final level but could not complete the game after 14 hours it was an amazing episode uh check it out if you can i don't think this one was released on the dvd box set so um i have to dig around the internet for uh peaks at this i hope it gets included if they do any more of it but i'm really excited for this i'm gonna make sure julian tunes in to watch it as it's airing if he can it's just if you are a video game fan this is this is the stuff right this is what you want and it's really for folks of our era because these are it's the these are the games you remember from your youth kind of thing mm-hmm. um and we we're talking about some of these Dragon Ball Super Famicom games. Super Butoden 1 is kind of janky. I just, I, I want to see the gameplay as oh, it goes along. God. I, when, um, when Joe and I did the Super Butoden episode here on the podcast, I was playing Super Butoden 1 for a while. I'm like, oh my God, this game gets worse and worse every time I pop it in. It is not a good game. It has not aged well. Got a put great it that way. Soundtrack. 
a lot of them have great soundtracks. Yeah, Dragon Ball was always blessed with Kenji Yamamoto. Yes, always blessed. Or, I'm sorry, all songs performed by Hyper Monolith. Okay, dude, <laughs> whatever you say. All right, Monolith, okay, Kens, whatever you're calling yourself today. It's always just Kenji Yamamoto. Um, so that's been the news for these last couple of weeks. It's been okay, a lot of video game stuff, but uh, Jocko's in there, so. It's just nice and steady, and that's what we needed. Yeah. And that's what we got. Yeah. And it's all about us. And how we can cope, really. <laughs> our various our mechanisms for Dragon Ball and the news. Um, yeah. I, I do want to wrap it up, but we'll talk real quick. I was hoping to have stuff done by now, but it just did not happen. You know, I, I was too. A big rollout of stuff. So I don't want to entirely tease it, but I will say that Jocko is part of what I am working on. And if you're resourceful enough, you may have inadvertently seen a reference to it somewhere. Um, I have. <laughs> I know you have. Dude, you and I go in, and I think it's every time we go in, it's like, whoa, look how many pages they've done. This is cool. Yep. So I'm checking that out. Uh, Julian's been doing some writing for me for this new thing that I'm doing, which is great. Ooh. Um, <laughs> I have him reading Victory Mission. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> Lust, yes. And he's very thankful that he hasn't read it already because then he'd really have to shoot himself. Well, he does, but it's kind of the last couple months worth of Victory Mission. If you haven't pieced together what I'm working on by this point, come on. You'll figure it out. It's coming. Do the edition and get five. You'll get it. Um, Heath, I've seen you plowing through chapter pages, man. I have. I'm, what am I up to now? Like three, in the late 390 something? Yeah. I think. So, uh, originally on Konzentai, we had up to 420, so I believe I'm only 30 chapters away from being completely caught up. Wow. And then onward to 519. Yeah. Then I'm just going to keep going. So We're going to do it. Talking about the manga guide here, yeah, mm-hmm. we list all the Tankobo and all the Konzenpan, but there's also a page for every single chapter with the title pages and... It's not really credits for the manga. It's like, well, the nice thing was a while back. I don't know why I did it. I'm pretty sure my wife was out of town or something. (laughs) You get a lot done when that happens. But I just went through and I scanned all the title pages and picked the three pages per chapter and just did them all. So all the images are done. So when I do it, like I can just be at work and be like, oh, I'll throw up a page over lunch. And all I have to do is text and that's it. It's great. I'll tell you, man, I just found all of my original Nekomajin Raws. Yay! Mm -hmm. It's so nice to just have it all done so I can just work on pages. It's what I do. Anytime I scan something, I save it. Yep. Because you never know when you're going to need it. It's I've screwed myself over before. And after that, I was like, enough is enough. Yep. So clearly, you can look forward to some really cool manga guide expansions coming in the near future. So uh, that's what we got going on. I I got company coming over. You got company coming over. I do. It's my my parents' anniversary, so we're throwing them a dinner. You got ribs cooking upstairs. Yeah. I know. I can smell them down here. We're doing mm. meatballs, so I mean, it's going to smell good here, too, but well, that's ribs. That's good. Oh, and you know what? I Sad. This is my most exciting thing today. I got my first six-pack of Smutty Nose Pumpkin Ale of the season. <gasps> I am so excited. They have pumpkin ales out already? It's. Uh, I was not expecting to see it. It was there. It's like, yoink, let's go. 
Mm. So I don't know that if I'm going to ruin myself by jumping into pumpkin ale at the beginning of August. But the way it goes is you can't find it in October. So you kind of got to start I know. Now. And it's so just fall outside right now. At oh, least it is here. It's been gorgeous. I mean, yeah, it's finally been cooled off absolutely a bit. beautiful. Yeah. So... We've been spending a lot of time outside. Yes, we have too. I uh, had to abandon everyone last night because I am Mr. Mosquito Attraction Man and I was just being devoured. So I was like, you know what? Peace out, folks. I'm going inside and playing Animal Crossing. Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Unless the mosquitoes follow you. Uh, Yeah, Mary's mom did have a couple in the house. So that was bad. Will you enjoy your company? I will. You enjoy my company. So uh, we'll we'll say we're back on schedule here. I think so. If anything, uh, I'll talk to Julian. We'll get something next week. Cool. Rock and roll then. So thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Senor Labrie. Word. So for him over there, for Julian, for Jake, for Mary upstairs, I think getting going on the meatballs, I should go help. Or being attacked by cats. Or I actually, Tyler, grabbed my foot yesterday. I got this giant gash. (laughs) Let's talk about cats real briefly. So my two cats. Tara is really good. She's She kind of knows what play is and doesn't keep her claws out. She'll just kind of like bat at you and you just feel like tiny rubbery paws like, oh, it's so cute. Tyler, on the other hand, doesn't give a fuck. And he's just like, whatever, man, whatever I grab, you're getting clawed. So he likes to roll over my feet and he just kind of like reached out and he's like, there. So my foot looks like uh, it went through a war. Maybe it did. (laughs) Possibly. So, all right, we've talked about beer. We've talked about cats. We've talked about food. Oh, yeah, we talked about Dragon Ball. I think we're good. I think so. Okay. I mean, uh, we're leaving something out, but we'll get to it later. <laughs> we didn't talk about video games. Too much. Well, we talked about Dragon Ball video games. I mentioned Animal Crossing. All right, there we go. There That's you go. It. All right, so this is 340. We'll see you next time for 341. My name is Mike Vegito EX. Thank you, Heath. Kill the show. Oh, thank you for joining us on Consenshu, the podcast. We'll be back next week when uh, maybe we'll have a podcast. Who knows? We're flying by the seat of our pants, just like you. And Toriyama. Of course. Ah, Ski-dee. 聞いてやめられない